Since 2012, American Field has been the go-to resource for brands big and small to connect with consumers across the country. In 2020, we took to the airwaves, connecting you to makers and doers from wherever you're listening. I'm Lucas Fitz from Small Hand, inviting you to join me in learning the stories behind my favorite brands in the AF network, from the mouths of bright entrepreneurs from coast to coast. Welcome to AF Fireside. Hey there, welcome back to the American Field Podcast, AF Fireside. In this mini-series we're working on right now, we're bringing back some of our favorite brands that we had our favorite conversations with in the last year of the podcast. Uh, I'm excited today to be joined by two Denver-based friends, Ariana and Kylie, who are the co-founders of Half Days, one of my favorite uh, women's focused ski wear apparel brands. Probably the only one that I know, but also truly my favorite. <laughs> Guys, welcome back to the co- podcast. Good to see you again. Thanks. So fill us in on everything that's happened in in the past year. I feel like you guys have had so much going on. Maybe before we really dive into that, if you could just give a, a high level overview of what the brand is for folks that have not yet gone back and listened to the original episode we did about this time last year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thanks so much for having us. We're excited to be back on. Um, so Half Days is a skewer brand for the modern woman, as we like to say. So our um, products really combine fashion and technicality to bring great fits and styles to the slopes for women. Um, I think a few big things that have happened over the past year, um, we were able to finish out our first winter season, um, you know, in early 2021, and then spent the rest of the um, kind of like spring and summer preparing for our second launch season, which uh, we launched in November of 2021. And since then, the past few months have really been quite the whirlwind of just high growth, like super fast, um, you know, kind of traction in this market and it's been really really exciting um but also a huge like learning experience for for our team and um you know building the team and and bringing more people in and expanding a little bit into retail so yeah we've been up to a lot of fun things but at a high level just so many things going on and um it's been it's been really awesome yeah it's i mean just watching from the sidelines and as somebody that has uh very little understanding of uh, you, the industry that you operate in seems like you guys have just been growing hand over foot. Like you've got this, this baby that's like, takes a lot of food, takes a lot of food to feed. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, what, I mean, so it's been a, a challenging couple of years. And, and I know la- last year when we spoke, we were like right in what we thought was the thick of it. Um, what were some of the challenges that you overcame in the last year? Yeah, um, well, I'll speak a little bit to kind of like the operations side and I'm sure Kylie will have a few things to add from product and production and things of that nature. But yeah, I mean, when we spoke last, I think, um, you know, we were obviously like in the thick of the pandemic, which is, it's kind of sad to see that we still yeah. are kind of in in the midst of it. And now it's um, just question I, marks. Exactly. It's like, what? when's, when's the next one coming? Like what's right. happening? Um, but I think at this point, you know, everyone is is kind of, overcoming the challenges that were initially um, put in front of us. Like we built out a, a, a team that's, you know, partially remote. We're able to be in person sometimes in Denver, which has been awesome. Um, mm-hmm. But I would say that some of the, the challenges that came up initially, people sort of like normalized to from working remotely and things of that nature. But as the pandemic has continued, um, we're seeing like a snowball effect with a lot of the 
supply chain and logistics, like, you know, the obvious things that everyone is hearing about, like supply chain issues, it's the sure. you know, fuzziest term of 2021. Um, but I would say that that has been definitely something that we have faced and um, really have had to overcome. I'll, I'll speak from it from like the operations side of just not even getting the products because Kylie will probably speak to that a little bit. But um, I think for us just having uh, growth really quickly and having customers um, just expect this like really high level of service and this high level of, um, I guess, like getting their orders quickly and, and just being so on top of everything. But in a world where we're experiencing so many supply chain delays and the shipping carriers in the United States right now are having staffing issues, our fulfillment center over the past like month or so has had um, staffing issues as well with COVID and different things like that. So um, there's just so many macro level things happening right now in the in the world. And I think that that just you know, rolls down into our, our small little brand here based in Denver that, um, you know, customers have a really high expectation for all direct to consumer brands. And uh, first of all, thinking that like you have this massive team or something like that. And um, I think that one of the biggest things is just the expectation around the holidays of like getting your order in two days and having all these things. But at the same time, you have a lot of issues going on at a high level that that are impacting our teams where we where we aren't able to you know have a lot of control over people being out due to covid or the carriers taking a few extra days and just you know people not being so understanding of that all the time so i would i would totally. say that probably a lot of direct to consumer brands can echo that and i feel for them um, because we've really you know been doing everything in our power to be able to overcome those types of things. But I would say, you know, from an operations perspective and the things that I'm like dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis, that's absolutely the the number one thing that we've seen uh, over the past few months, at least that's been a challenge. It's funny when you mentioned the, like the initial hurdles of, oh, we got to work from home now. We got to do the remote thing. How do you use Zoom? Like that feels like such <laughs> kindergarten problems. Now it's like, <laughs> let's just see how many little things we can throw at you before you, you drown. <laughs> but Seriously, got to stay ahead of it. <laughs> Although it's so funny, I feel like even with using Zoom for the past however many years it is, people are still trying to figure out how to mute and unmute themselves. Oh on the <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> it's, it's a never ending struggle. It's insane. Cool. Kylie, can you can you speak to the, uh, some of the challenges you've seen on, on your end? Yeah, definitely. Um, one thing that I would say is um, if we can, you know, even say this at all, being lucky working through COVID is that we started this company pretty much at the same time that COVID hit. So we've really only known running this business through a pandemic, which sure. I think has helped us really learn the best way to go about it. So, you know, communicating with the manufacturers on a daily basis through email, like we've never, you know, gotten to fly to see our manufacturers in person and really get to connect with them, which is sad and something that I really hope we can do once things kind of, you know, clear up a little bit, but we have really found uh, a way that works best for us to communicate with these manufacturers, which I think has been so helpful. I think for some companies that are so used to visiting them and being so hands-on and, um, you know, getting to speak in person with them, it was maybe a harder transition for them to figure out how to make it work with the pandemic happening. But for us, it's all we know. So yeah. I think that's one thing that we can take out of it as like, you know, not the worst thing ever that we, we've been kind of lucky being able to figure it out from the get-go, um, I think has been great. But 
at the same time, there are things that we have to deal with when it comes to production. Um, manufacturers shutting down, our vendors had to close um, a bunch of times throughout production, which slowed things down. Again, like Ariana said, supply chain issues. Our YKK zippers were out of stock for a very long time. So we were waiting on that. So it's just many little different things that are like making it harder to complete the puzzle basically. Um, and just taking longer lead times basically for everything to be completed, which is tough for us when we're trying to hit such strict deadlines with a seasonal business. Um, but again, I think we've really been able to figure out a way to make it work with our manufacturers and they've been so helpful for us. So um, I think in the end, um, it's, you know, there's worse things sure. <laughs> that could be happening, um, but obviously not the most ideal situation. Sure. It, it's like when you see, when you're out on the street and you see a kid, like a five-year-old kid with a mask on and you're like, that's literally all this kid knows. He's doing okay, but yes. this kid only knows that. And you are the brand, exactly. the brand equivalent of that. <laughs> that's exactly just how it is. Um, we're like, Carly, we're like a COVID baby. <laughs> yeah, you truly, truly are. You're, you're, uh, you're thriving, but a COVID baby nonetheless. Uh, Kylie, last time that we spoke, we talked a lot about your journey, kind of becoming an entrepreneur and mm-hmm. pivoting from, uh, you know, a highly active athletic career into an entrepreneurial mm-hmm. roles. And I really enjoyed our conversation about how that was similar and how that was different. And I would definitely urge anyone mm-hmm. that hasn't heard that to go back and, and listen to Kylie equate those things. Uh, where, where are, where are we now? Maybe we should also provide for context that you are in a uh, former Olympic skier. <laughs> yes. And that pl- plays into yeah. the equation. <laughs> Definitely. I think, you know, the last time we talked, I was kind of comparing how, you know, being a professional athlete and having to learn on the go and you're always kind of trying to perfect, um, what you're working on was how I felt when we started this company not having a background in product development or design mm-hmm. it was the same thing when I started aerials for the first time I had no idea what I was doing but the more you do it the more you learn and the better you become at it but one thing I would say is that now that we are growing um, we do have a team behind us that has been so so helpful and although I was able to make it work for the first season on my own um, it has just grown so much that I can't handle it all by myself now when it comes to product. So we've actually brought on um, a full-time head of product, Brenna, who's based in um, Brooklyn. And she's been so, so helpful. Um, my right-hand man and has definitely helped bring this new line to life. Um, but yeah, with that being said, I think, you know, anytime you're starting something for the first time, it's going to be a crazy learning experience, a learning curve. Um, and, you know, I'm still learning every single day that I'm working on this, but I think it's the same thing with anything that you're doing. You you can never get better at it, you know, until time goes on and you continue continue working at it. So, um, I always say being a professional athlete was tough and took a lot of work, but this you know takes just as much work, <laughs> and if not more. Um, so yeah, they're they're very similar in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's it sounds like one of those circumstances that uh, the the better you get at it. Is, a, is directly correlated to how much you know you don't know. Exactly. And, and Exactly. Every time you learn something new, you're like, oh, how did I not know that yet? Or like, I'm still learning these crazy things every single day. But it was the same thing when I was an athlete, learning, you know, new skills, um, new jumps is what we call it for aerials, learning new tricks. It's the same thing. I'm learning new, new skills every day when it comes to 
product development. Yeah. And, and a big part of kind of learning and perfecting and honing in those skills is uh, realizing when it's time to have somebody else do them. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What has it been like, yes. um, you know, as, as the parents of this, this COVID baby, what's it been like to grow your team in the last year? Has that been a, an easy process for you or, or a hard thing for you to do? Yeah, that's a good question. I think um, it's, it's been both, I would say, like some parts of it, I think are really fun and, and come a little bit more naturally. Um, I think one awesome thing and that we're really, really blessed to have on our side is that a lot of people, specifically women, have resonated with what we're building, um, which has made it easier to recruit talent. I think we have a lot of people actually just approach us asking like, you know, I'm so stoked at what you're doing. Like this has been so needed in the outdoor industry, um, really loving the aspect that we're female founded and creating products for women in a predominantly male dominated industry. So um, that's been awesome just to have a lot of talent kind of coming to us. But with, with that being said, it also, you know, on the flip side, you know, I think one of the hardest parts about hiring and building out the team is because we're so small and Kylie and I don't have um, a background in starting companies. <laughs> um, and that's been a huge learning process for us is knowing like who to hire at what time and at what level, you know, are we bringing in more senior employees or more entry level and like what elements of the company. And then on top of that, just all of it happening a lot faster than we were expecting. So, um, you know, when we, when we first launched half days in November of 2020, there were just the three of us co-founders, um, Kylie, myself and Corel. Um, and when we, you know, got into this season, the need for more people on the team really kind of exploded. So within the next month, we'll be eight full time, um, which, you know, was definitely a process to get there. And we'll be hiring a significant amount of more people in the coming months as well. So um, I would say just that's been like the hardest part of it. So yeah, easy in, in some regards and pretty difficult and challenging in others. Totally. I mean, that's like a managing the business and managing the people that manage the business are almost two roles yeah. <laughs> in, in themselves. Sure. Have you had to do some growing in that respect? Um, yeah, absolutely. I think that Kylie and I both and, and Terrell from like starting the company, I think we all in some, in some extent have had like leadership experience, whether it be in roles or in school or like other things like that. Um, but in terms of building out a team and having employees who are reporting into us and um, it's that all happening really quickly at the same time of you know managing the company and the growth expectations and trying to um, you know really well position it for growth moving forward and being strategic but then also having to be so mindful of you know are we being the best like team members that we can be are we being the best leaders that we can be like how are we establishing this culture moving forward and um I think that's definitely been something that we have started to really place a larger focus on in terms of making sure that we're, we're showing up in the best way that we can um, to be able to be great leaders and moving forward with building out the team. Very cool. So you, you've built this community internally, but you also mentioned that you have built this community uh, of consumers that are behind the product and are behind what you're doing in the industry. And I remember that uh, a year ago, I remember that being a big point of your 2021 year was, was building this community. Can you speak to a little bit of how, how you did that and offer any advice to people that are looking to build a community of like-minded consumers within such a specific niche? Yeah. So I think that this is um, 
a bit twofold and I'll, I'll let Kylie speak to it from the product perspective because she's been doing a lot when it comes to community around product development in the past couple of months, which has been really, really cool. Um, but at a high level, yes, definitely community was one of our biggest 2021 initiatives. And um, just seeing that start to come to life has been really awesome. Like our Instagram following between November and now, so just, you know, three months, we've doubled our Instagram following, which has been really, really cool to see just that kind of start to, to grow pretty quickly. I think we're close to like 30,000 followers now, which is super exciting. Um, and we have definitely, I think, one of the biggest things that has been helpful for us over the past year and doing that is just being like as authentic as possible. Like everything we post, everything we talk about, like it's all really coming from the core, like values of the company and being inclusive and like welcoming and, and just like everything that we do is, is all about that. And then from the product perspective, of course, like creating products that are technical fashion forward that women really, really feel good in. And we, you know, had a lot of focus on that as well. So, um, 100% community has been a big thing. We, we hosted events like a few over the summer in our off season where it was like, come hike with us or come do a workout in the park with us. And we, you know, had really great turnouts for those events. We think like 30 to 40 people showed up to each of those, which was really cool just locally here in Denver. Um, so yeah, thinking about doing that moving forward as well as like on mountain ski meetups and things like that. So um, I think that's definitely been a huge part of our growth and just being able to really cultivate this like inclusive and authentic community. Um, but yeah, I'll let Kylie speak to the like product side a little bit more because she's been doing a lot over the past couple of weeks with that. Yeah, definitely. I think like Ari said, the community part of Half Days is something that's really special and important to us. And when it comes to our Instagram, I think the coolest thing for me is seeing how many people love to post photos in their Half Days gear and tag us. And they get so excited when we, um, you know, repost their stuff on our own feed or whatever it might be. I think that way of being inclusive makes people more excited about the brand because they feel like they're a part of it, which I think has been so fun to see. Um, but yeah, on the product side, a big thing for us is making sure that we are making product for the, the consumer that we're taking all their feedback into consideration when we're developing our product line. So whether that's reviews or comments for our customer service that people are reaching out of questions or things that they would change or whatever feedback they have. But on top of that, I've been um, interviewing people who own the product or who have returned the product, asking them what they like about it, what they don't like about it, fit questions, um, things that they would change, colors that they would like to see. So really making sure that we're keeping people involved in the process so that we are creating the best fitting product for them, um, the product that they're really looking to see um, when it comes to ski wear, what they can't get um, from other brands in the industry, whatever it might be, making sure that we're taking all that feedback into consideration so that we can make um, the best product possible. Very cool. You guys are fighting that war on all fronts, huh? <laughs> Got a defense strategy yeah. everywhere. I think on one hand, <laughs> to double your social following in in that period of time, nobody's nobody's doing that. <laughs> First of all, that's a, that's an insane accomplishment. And when you think about you know thirty thousand people, that is, you know that's that's like the metric that we that we think in now, and that's a lot of people. But then when you also think that you you get thirty or forty people together around a shared ethos around the brand, like 30 people in a room, that's, that's a lot of people, you know, and, no, and those people to then go and tell their 10 friends, uh, 10 friends, that's like, that's pretty sick. You guys are, uh, you got a good strategy there. I think there's a lot, a lot to be learned there. Um, what, what do we have to look forward to in the coming year? Um, great question. So many things. I think one of the um, most exciting things for us, and we already touched on this briefly, is 
Um, I would say a few things, community, obviously with, with that being something we're talking about right now, like um, we are, we are in the process of launching um, kind of a community in a, in a larger way. And I know I've um, kind of touched on that and it's actually going to be launched within the next week or so, which we're super excited about, but it's actually going to be a place where um, our customers, our community can kind of gather digitally and, meet each other and, and talk amongst themselves and really kind of in like a um, messaging format. So we're really, really excited about, about that to be able to um, share exclusive like events and discounts and offerings to them. And, and even like what Kylie was talking about in terms of getting product feedback, like asking for their input, just, Hey guys, this is like, do you want this color or do you want this color for next season? And really just including them in the product development process and just making them feel a part of it. And, um, also trying to connect people in other cities and say like, okay, you know, you guys are all in on the East coast, like in having someone from, from that area, be able to create like a ski meetup in Vermont or something of the sort and just getting women out into the mountain and meeting each other in different areas of the country and kind of being a part of this like half dayers community as we call it. So uh, really excited about that. I think another element of, um, the like plan moving forward that we're super excited about is just building the team out more. Um, you know, by the end of this year, we're hoping to have um, a significantly larger team than today, which is very exciting to think about, but obviously it takes a lot to get to that point. Um, and then I would say also just expanding a little bit more into uh, brick and mortar stores. So we, we did a pop-up, um, a longer term pop-up this winter in Denver, which was really awesome, continuing to think about our pop-up strategy and then also um, just getting in front of more customers across the US. Very cool. When you were talking about about your community, I, it sounded like you might be going in like the, we're gonna buy a plot of land and we're gonna grow our own food and we're gonna have our own church, the half day's <laughs> cult. Maybe that maybe that's next, but digital, <laughs> digital is a good place to start. Guys, it was great to have you back on the podcast. Where can folks uh, stay in touch and learn more about the brand as you roll out all these great things in the coming year? Yeah, um, I would say our website, halfdays.com, and our Instagram are, are probably our two uh, largest areas where you can kind of keep up to date with what we're doing. So our Instagram is at halfdays um, on that platform. But yeah, those are those are two places to stay in touch with us. I love it. Every time that I see you guys pop up on my feed or I visit your website, I always think how lucky you guys were to grab that um, website URL. How has nobody grabbed that so far? Halfdays.com. It's such a great one. I feel like that would uh, somebody would have somebody should have grabbed that earlier. But I'm I'm glad it was for you guys. It must have been made for you. Yeah, it was a it was a process to get that, and we can we can tell you about that oh, okay. at a different time. All right. So all right, then that makes sense. Then. <laughs> cool. Well, you own it well. You guys wear it well. Uh, I I love the brand. Maybe someday there'll be something for me, but that's that's hard in two categories there. Keep making things for who you're making it for. I, I love what you guys are doing in your industry to shake it up. And next year at this time, we're, we're going to check back in and, and, and see where you are. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I really appreciate it. We, you know, we do have a lot of guys reach out to us asking if we'll make product for them in the future. And right now we tell them probably not. Yeah. And we, you know, it's something that we would love to be as inclusive as possible, meaning having men's gear, but you know, the men have their gear already. We're, we're here for the women. So yeah, maybe one day, but for right now, <laughs> we don't see that happening anytime soon. Being inclusive to men is, uh, feels a little bit like an oxymoron. <laughs> we, we, we've got enough <laughs> yes. stuff. We're good. Exactly. Keep, keep doing what you're doing. Great guys. Well, thank you so exactly. much for your time. It was great to catch up and best of luck to you in the new year. Thank you so much. 
Coffee. I'm Lucas Fitz, and this is AF Fireside. To learn more about all the brands featured on the podcast, check out fireside.shopaf.co. And don't forget to subscribe to us on your streaming platform of choice. Thanks for listening.